Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. I am your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Paul Pintor, and you never know if Chris may or may not show up tonight. Um, he was on last night. Um, so our call-in number is 619-638-8458. As always, if you need prayer for anything whatsoever, please give us a call. You can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com or visit us on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. So, um, first order of business, um, prayer request. Um, don't have any, but I'm going to throw one out there. Uh, sometime this morning at a school in Ohio, um, some kid brought a gun to school and shot a bunch of other kids, and I think two of the children are in critical condition, critical condition and one of the children died. Um, we really can't do much about the kid who died, um, except for pray, Holy Spirit, be a comfort to the family, Lord. Surround them with your love, Father. Give them peace and understanding in your presence, Father. Give them discernment, Lord. Father, for those two children who are still in um, critical condition, Lord, Father, we declare your word over them, Lord. Not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. Your word declares by your stripes we are healed, Father. And so we stand in together in agreement, Lord, asking for complete and total healing over both of these two children in your name, Lord. That right now you would enter into the hospital room you were at, Father. You would become the great physician to both of these two children, Lord. For your name is great, Lord. Your name is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, are you there, Paul? Yes, sir, I'm here. Okay. Um, so that's our first prayer request, which we've gotten out of the way. Um, it's why my wife won't let my children have guns. Actually, my wife won't let me have a gun either, which is probably a good thing since I don't really know how to use one. Um, but that being said, um, I'm very good with a gun. <laughs> I keep asking my wife if I could have one, and she says no. Um, well, up until, like, well, right now, actually, I can't have a gun since I'm still officially a foster parent. I mean, theoretically, next month, I get custody of my six-year-old, um, our foster child. And I could theoretically have a gun then, but none of my um, girl, none of the girls in my house or none of the kids that are females, none of them are dating age yet, so I don't need a gun just yet, because I don't have anybody to scare. Um, you mean you shoot? Know, some, well, you would want, I don't want to shoot them, I just want to scare them. Um, you know, it's amazing, um, the grace of the Lord, because um, I don't want to get too graphic here, but I may, so hopefully not, forgive me, I'm going to go with this. Um, you know, the grace of the Lord and um, how he holds us in his hand. And so here's a good story for you. When I was um, growing up, I was obviously way behind in the social times because I didn't know anything about intimate relationships or um, 
I guess it's 10 o'clock, so I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I think there would be that many young children listening. But, you know, when I was in high school, I had no idea what sex was. I really didn't. I I had heard kids talking about their first this and their first that, and I always thought they meant their first kiss. I was completely oblivious. Thank the Lord. And um, the Lord really protected me back then. And, you know, my wife's oldest kid, who's 16, and he still um, has been saying that he was going to keep himself until he was married. And, you know, that's not something that normal kids do. Um, Kids who love the Lord do and kids who know the Lord do. Um, You know, when the Bible says to raise your kids up in the way they must go and when they're older they, they won't depart from it, you know, the Bible says it for a reason. Because if you still the values and the character and the fear of the Lord into your children at an early age and you teach them who the Lord is, they're not going to forget it, and um, I can see it in my own, um, my my wife's children, I guess my stepchildren's lives, I mean, all of them, um, they're such amazing kids from other kids that I know, or even friends of ours, their children, who are in constant, having constant issues, so um, I'm always thankful that the Lord has um, kept them safe and kept them pure, um, for the most part. So, that being said, um, I thought I had something I wanted to say, Paul, but going off of something you said earlier, we were talking earlier um, on the phone like an hour or two ago, and you said something about, um, Was it you were saying you you said something about we were talking about authority and accountability and the accountability and the accountability with the Lord and I don't remember if we were talking about the tithe or um, I think we were and we talked about being accountable to authority. You remember that? Yes, sir. What was it you were saying again? Well, I. We was talking about the ministry and uh, how funds come in and, you know, having the 501c3 fully in place, uh, all the accounting, um, and making sure that anyone that, you know, puts seed in any ministry, no matter if it's uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch's or or Benny Hinn or or who, someone in Congo, um, Every ministry should be held accountable uh, from the top to the bottom. And uh, as a member of the ministry, as a partner of the ministry, or uh, someone on the board for the ministry, we all got to be held accountable, period. (laughs) And, you know, I went off to telling you to read Leviticus 27 and then go down to 2731, talking about redeeming the Lord's tithe. You know, in other words, as my wife decided this week she wanted to hold on to the tithe, but she would catch up next week. Well, that's fine. You know, God don't need the money. Um, what that 10% does, that the 10% is holy. And when we honor the Lord with that tithe, it makes the other 90% purified. It purifies it. It's the insurance policy that God will ordain. He will bless that 90%, and he will stretch it. He will multiply. God is all about multiplication and addition. And in life, 
people come into our life all the time. Some of them are division. They come in strictly to divide and cause division. Some come in to subtract. And if you got people in your life that are about division and subtraction, you need to kick the heels of your feet and let the dust hit their threshold in part ways. Because if they don't bring addition or multiplication to your life, um, you know, the poor is always going to be with you, okay? But anyway, going back to Leviticus 27, if you redeem the tithe, Jesus is all about the Father's business. Back then they had pawn shop rates. You know, a pawn shop charges you 15%. I promise you, I have a lot of experience, they say. Um, and uh, long sharks get 25% a month. You know, basically gets up to 37 and a half. But even Jesus back in the days before the tent came out, um, he was about the father's business because in Leviticus 27:31 it says if you redeem the tithe, in other words, if you, if you borrow back the tithe from the Lord, Jesus says you have to pay a one-fifth penalty because he's all about the father's business. And um, But we was talking about accountability. Uh, if that gets you back into the zone, the realm where we was at, but I'm pretty hardcore. I don't do the tithing offering in my house, so my wife does. I just I'm the one that carries the gun. Well, no, no, I mean that's good. Um, <laughs> no, I was just thinking about that um, when the lack of accountability that um, some people have, because I think. Um, at some point, we all need to be accountable to someone, whether it's a pastor or yeah, whoever else. Um, say that again? I was telling my wife to get my gun. I'm going to let her tell you about the tithe a little bit. What? <laughs> I was telling her how you, you honored the Lord with the tithe and offered, but I'm the one who holds the gun. Yeah, it's called being the head of the household. There is this hierarchy that I am I familiar with, and it comes from the Bible. <laughs> you so know, the head God, of the household gets the gun? Well, God, Jesus, um, you know, the the man, the woman, you know, so forth. The, the, Jesus is the head of the church, and then, then man comes in and then woman. Not that there's one's any better than the other, but I, I get instruction from <laughs> my beloved, and then you know, I, you know, apply it. Apply it. I don't, hey, Olivia, it I, don't know if you've ever heard of, I don't know if you've ever heard of Catherine Coleman or not. Yes. Oh, yeah. Catherine Coleman said once that the only reason she was she had the minister she had is because the Lord told her that some man turned it down. Because the Lord will use whoever will, is willing to follow him, and the Lord will Fine. use whoever is willing to go when he asks. But there's some people who the Lord will want them to do things, and it's too much for them. So they'll, you know, when the, the Bible says, um, it says if you put your you put your hands in the plow, you should turn back. And, you know, when people, Jesus would tell people, follow me, and they would say, well, I need to go bury this person, or I need to do that. And Jesus would say, let the dead bury their own and come and follow me. There's a lot of times when the Lord will call us, call people to do things, and for whatever reason, whether it's sin or doubt or fear, or, or just, they're, or they're holding on to something, even riches, I mean, even money, um, or even a way of life or hope, or who knows what it is, and the Lord will have some amazing plan for you, um, but there's a lot of people who will turn him down because they're not ready for it or they 
don't want it. And so there's been a great many women of God who are have been put in positions, and God has asked other people for it. Um, Amen. I mean, and then there's sometimes that God just knows a woman's heart and knows that she's willing to follow him when other people won't. So I think anybody, I mean, I think he's ahead, and then as far as we all go, it's whoever's willing to actually step out there and be obedient to the Lord. Um, you know, and that's the thing. There's different levels of obedience and different levels of commitment and different levels of anointing. You know, the Holy Spirit anoints all of us, and we have the same authority in Christ, but not all of us walk in the same authority and not all of us walk in the same anointing. Um, not everybody walks in the same level of obedience to the Lord. Some people are willing to give the Lord some things, and then there's some things they don't want to give them. And, you know, the Lord's. I think the Lord's fine with that. Um, he wants the best for us, but the Lord's not going to force anybody to do anything. And the Lord's not going to make you do anything. He's not going to condemn you. Um, but I think there's um, greater levels that you can get to if you're willing to be obedient to the Lord. And the more you're obedient you are to him, the more he can do into blessings. Um you know, the children of Israel tried for, what, 40 years to get to the promised land? And all the Lord's wanting to do is to get the children of Israel to the land flowing with milk and honey. But they weren't willing to listen to his voice. And they weren't willing to be obedient. And they weren't willing to be thankful with the things that they had. And so for 40 years, they went went around the same mountain. And, you know, how far away was how far away was um, the... Um, the land they were going to. I mean, it wasn't that far to begin with. They could have got nope. there and a lot, I mean, like, no time flat, but for 40 years, they're arguing and complaining with the Lord. Um, they're wanting the blessing. God wants them to have a blessing, but the only thing that was standing in their way was their lack of faith and their lack of obedience to the Lord. And I think a lot of times, you know, Chris talked about this a long time ago. Um, you know, the Lord blesses us not because we're good, but because he's good. And the Lord blesses us because it's in his very nature to give good gifts to his children. I mean, it's the very desire of his heart is to bless us and give us a life um, and life more abundant, like Jesus said. But sometimes we'll never get there because we're not willing to let the Lord lead us into the place where he can give us the things he wants to give us. Um, and, you know, at the end of at the other end of someone's obedience to the Lord, there's usually a blessing greater than what they had to give up in the first place. And whatever sacrifice yep. they had to make, there's probably a, a, a blessing for like tenfold the same amount. But people can't see that. All they can see is what's in their hand at the moment. And so they're not willing to let go with what they have of what they have. That's and what so I was they can about. The other night. Yeah. The, I, I, it's it's a, the, my testimony the other night about hanging on so tightly to my husband. I knew that, you know, I wanted to be married and live happily ever after. So my husband was um, standing in between me and God, and God already knew that. Well, now, all this time later, I can see it. All he wanted me to do was let go because the husband that I had, he wanted me to let go so he could fix him. And then once I actually let go, that, um, I guess, addiction you can look at it as, you know, I was putting him before I put God, you know. So once I was willing to let go, 
he gave me a better husband from that moment forward. And that's what I was trying to explain the other night when I was giving a testimony of, you know, like what you're talking about. We don't, we're we're afraid, we hold on so tightly to what we have, and all we need to do is just let go. All we need to do is just trust in God. You know, the minute that you trust and believe that Jesus really existed and walked on this planet, that's the moment that he begins to show himself to you and prove to you that he really is. But you don't get that comfort of knowing that until you step forward and in faith believe. So. Yeah, I know we talk about the um, the tithe a lot, but it's like, you know, it's one of those critical things of obedience. And, you know, it just shows, like, the hardness of men's hearts at times. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm any different, because, I mean, there's plenty of times I've robbed the Lord of tithes. But, you know, it's like one of the biggest excuses people give for not tithing to their church or wherever it is is because they don't think they can afford to pay their bills. And the, the and the funny thing is, is that whole theory is completely illogical for someone who's walking in faith and trust in the Lord to be Jehovah Jireh, the provider. Because, I mean, I mean, who is it that provides for us anyway? Who provides the job? Who provides the income? Who provides the sustenance and the blessing? Everything comes from the Lord. Everything is from his hand. I mean, it says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And, you know... You know, most people who can't pay the who don't pay the tithes because they can't pay their bills can't pay their bills anyway, and so either they can just pay their bills a little bit a little bit more, but still not enough, and not give God the tithe, or they can just trust Him to pay and then just trust in the Lord all the way. And you know, there's I've never found someone who complete who trusted the Lord who the Lord did not come through and provide for him. Actually, I've yet to see anybody who the Lord hasn't provided for. I've never seen someone who who was who lacked or someone who went hungry when they were trusting the Lord. Um so I think it's foolishness for all of us um to be disobedient to the Lord or to hold things back from him when it all belongs to him anyway. Um and it doesn't matter if it's just a tithe or if it's uh sin or whatever it is that we hold back from the Lord. Um you know the story you said, what you just said about holding on to um, Paul. It reminds me when I was a kid. There's this book I used to read, um, and it was about um, like foxes and a dog, and I don't remember the name of it. Um, but a hunter, I learned this is that a hunter, when he wants to chase raccoons, um, or he wants to hunt raccoons or squirrels, what he'll do is he'll take a log and he'll drill a little hole in the log. And he'll put a shiny quarter in it, or a shiny like quarter or something inside the log. And what he'll do is that the hole will be just big enough that this animal can put his hand in there and grab what whatever's inside of the hole. But his when he actually puts his fist around the the, the item, his fist is, becomes bigger than the hole is, so his fist can't get out. And I've heard that even if a hunter is walking up to him with a gun in his hand most animals still will not let go of the shiny thing because they don't want to lose it, even though death is quickly approaching. And if they would just let go of whatever it was they were holding on to, they could have life, which is more valuable. And, you know, sometimes the life that we get in exchange for giving up sin and our addictions and bondages, the life we get is our is the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, the newness of life that the Bible talks about when it says that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. And 
how many people can actually say they walk in the newness of life and they trust the Lord with everything. And, you know, none of us are perfect, and it's all a learning process and a growing process. Um, but I think the more obedient you learn to become to the Lord, um, the more blessing you'll see poured out into your life. Um, just not necessarily just because you were obedient so the Lord blessed you, but just because you actually, the Lord, you allowed the Lord to get you into a place where he could bless you. Because I think a lot of blessings the Lord wants to give us, we just we actually say that we want, but we're not willing to do the things to get to them. So, um, Paul, we got like a couple of prayer requests. Uh, the first one is for Kyle, who has a heart condition, and he uh, he's afraid to sleep. Thinks he, he won't wake up, and. Um, so that's the first one. And then I think the other one is the kids and Chardon. I'm not sure what that means. Okay. Well, just to, just to let you know, um, my wife has hit all my guns. The only gun I have is a King James. That's right. <laughs> um, you have no idea. He really didn't want to have a gun. <laughs> yeah, I've tried my best to get a concealed handgun permit and everything, and Every time I turn around, my wife buys me Bibles. I, I got more Bibles than a pawn shop has guns. And, you know, God is, um, you know, hey, if there's anybody out there listening, I assure you, God is working on me. And um, because I'm in finances, you know, he got me straight from the get-go on the seed. And uh, he got me straight from the get-go because of Joshua Simons, if you heard me testify, Dr. Mike Simons' son. Um, right off the bat, we learned about the tithe. Never even heard about tithe in my life. And uh, so that's not an issue with us. The issue with us is, you know, getting rid of the guns, quit driving over people with your four-wheel drive, you know, and let God. And um, believe me, so... Uh, you know, here we are today, you know, sowing, you know, a good 17 hours of our time a week praying for people. Imagine, okay? So to God be all the glory. Right. Uh, so like the two scouts said outside my window earlier, uh, they said, let's spray. Did you hear me, Sean? Yes, sir. Um, I have... I have I have two skunks right outside my window, and you know right. what they said? Let's what? pray. <laughs> let's pray. <laughs> so let's pray. Uh, who is, go ahead, pick. Uh, who, um, uh, who are we gonna pray for first? Uh, actually, the, the other one we already prayed for for the school, but we have Kyle who needs prayer because of heart condition. So we need some of those GPS angels to show up and um, and to heal him. And I don't know. I think he may still be in the hospital. I'm not sure. But one of the um, people in the chat room um, said that he was afraid to go to sleep at night because he was afraid he wouldn't wake up. Okay. Well, you want to pray first or you want me to pray first? No, you go ahead and pray first. Um, okay, we're going to pray for, and it's Kyle, K-Y-L-E, uh, Sherry's name, 
uh, Sherry's friend named Cal, who is very ill with a heart condition. Well, Heavenly Father, we come to you, bully to the throne of grace, Lord God. Heavenly Father, as we call on your name, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you sent your son to the cross who died for us so that we can walk in victory. Heavenly Father, we pray the blood, the shed blood of Jesus over Kyle. As we come to you, bullies in the throne of grace, Heavenly Father, we, we come to you with thanksgiving and praise, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will pour out your spirit on Kyle. Heavenly Father, we send forth your angels. I do not know whether Kyle is saved or not, Heavenly Father, but thank God you reign on the unjust. You heal non-believers. You heal atheists. Because, Heavenly Father, we were created in your own image, Heavenly Father. It is up to us, Heavenly Father, if we want divine intervention, if we want to be saved, if we want to choose you as our Lord and the Savior, Lord God. Heavenly Father, as we stand in the gap, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you send forth your angels over Chardon, Ohio. We send your angels, Heavenly Father, to minister, to pour out your spirit over Kyle. Lord God, as we stand in the gap, we call on the cardiologists of heaven, the ministering angels that are heart surgeons, Heavenly Father. We call on the storehouse. We call on the inventory clerks of heaven, Heavenly Father, that run the storage house for ye, Father. We call on a heart. As we speak in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, a creative miracle over Kyle, Heavenly Father, Lord God, we pray that you would give him the exact fit heart As a creative miracle in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we give you all the glory that we can call upon your name. Your word says in John 14, 14, if anything we ask, it shall be done. That you will do it. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that by the stripes of Jesus, Kyle is healed in Jesus' name. So, Heavenly Father, Wherever Kyle may be at home, Heavenly Father, we just pray that the doctors of heaven, that they will minister him the appropriate amount of meds, Heavenly Father, and we give you all the glory and all the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All I know is I'm sweating. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, here, take my shirt. Uh, yeah, I got two shirts on because it's cold up here. And, um, you know, I, I do a lot of study on the International House of Prayer. But it talks about prayer. Some of us do it as a duty-based. I think Christopher is more into duty-based than I am. I'm, You know, we're all in it for results. But I got to get my hat off to Christopher. Um that young man definitely, it's a job for him to pray. I mean, I, I guarantee you that in a 24-hour day, I bet Christopher is under the anointing of the Lord for at least eight hours out of a 24-hour day in prayer, okay? 
probably you're probably right. I remember there's many times. Actually, what it was is that um, is that because um, Chris um, doesn't have a job right now, and so um, him and Tracy pretty much trust the Lord to pay all their bills, and they do whatever like contracting jobs can come in. Tracy cleans houses, and the Lord's blessed her a little bit in that until she got injured recently, and so um, the Lord told Chris. And this is where we go back to being obedient, because you know um, the same with the tithe. The Lord, the Lord will ask you to sacrifice the things that you love the most to prove that you actually love Him more than the things you have. And um, so many times, the things that are most valuable to you and the things that you think you don't have enough of are the things the Lord's going to ask you to actually give to Him and to give up for Him, so that He can increase them. And the Lord actually told Chris that He needed to treat prayer like a job and his um, relationship and seeking God's face and to treat that like his full-time job and to be as serious about it as a job. And, you know, I, I know many times I've talked to Chris and he early in the morning on my way to work and um, he's been up all night long in prayer seeking the Lord, um, seeking um, the guidance from the Lord and to find out what direction the Lord wants them to go in. And um, which you're right, it, it's it's pretty amazing um, for someone to actually do that, um, to give that kind of time up for the Lord, because um, a lot of us um, don't have the opportunity, and some people even if they had the opportunity, they wouldn't do it. Um, but enough about that. So um, you know, everybody, everybody's relationship with the Lord is different. Uh, the Lord is someone who has plenty of time. The Lord may ask for their time. Someone who has plenty of money, the Lord may ask for more of their money. Someone who has plenty of clothes, the Lord may ask for some of their clothes. Um, but it doesn't matter because even our time, everything we have belongs to Him to begin with. So none of it's ours. I mean, our lives aren't ours. Our everything about us belongs to Him. The very breath that we breathe isn't ours. It's it all originates with Him anyway. And he has a right to ask back, ask from us anything he wants to ask from us because it's all his. And we don't have a right to tell the Lord no to anything. Um, well, the reason why I mention that, the reason why I mention that is because I'm more of a results-based. Every now and then you'll hear me ask somebody, do you feel the anointing? Do you feel hot? Do you feel the heat? You know, because as as you know, when God started using us, you know, it was very obvious that there were things going on in the spiritual realm where people could feel heat from their hands and all kinds of things. So, you know, me, not being duty-based, I'm result-based. You know, sometimes people say, no, I don't feel nothing. I think, man, I missed on a prayer. <laughs> you know, they, they can say you can pray amiss. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I, I, uh, I don't. Me personally, I don't think you can pray amiss. Not if you're in the in, in the will of God. But anyway, uh, uh, you know that reminds me. Um, David Hogan, uh, the the missionary from um, Mexico and South America. Um, there's a video I put on the um, website, and I don't know how many of y'all actually watched the video. But when he first started in ministry, um, he was at some, it was like a tent revival meeting, and 
he didn't know anything about prayer and he didn't know anything um about um miracles or signs and wonders and you know they he just got thrown in there and they said go pray for people and he said there was this little girl who was 6 or 7 years old who um was completely um deaf and she couldn't hear anything and he said he prayed for her and he prayed and he prayed and prayed and nothing happened and he said well whose fault is it that nothing happened is it the lord's and he said no because all the blessing all the anointing all the authority in heaven and earth is been given by jesus everything was accomplished at his cross and so it's not the lord's fault the girl isn't healed and he said well is it the enemy's fault is it the devil's fault and it's like no because the devil doesn't have any authority anymore. He doesn't have any power. The only power he has is in his tongue and to deceive the nations and to convince people and try to deceive people into believing that the word of God isn't true. And he said, well, if it's not God's fault this little girl didn't get healed when he prayed for her, and it's not the devil's fault that the girl didn't get healed, then whose fault is it? And he said it must be his. And he said that his his entire job was to be a funnel and a conduit for the power of the Lord to walk through and for the Lord to use. And he was a vessel for the Lord to use. And he said if there was a problem with the vessel, then he needed to figure out what it was that was going on in his life or what was happening that prevented the Lord from being fully glorified and preventing him from having all the works that the Bible says that someone who has faith in the Lord and someone who trusts in the Lord should be able to do. And so he literally, he said he spent the next couple of years just fasting and praying and fasting and praying and, and reading the scripture over and over again. And you know, and then he got a chance again to pray for someone, and they got healed. And then people started getting raised from the dead. But he said, because in the long run, when we go out there, and I'm going to paraphrase this and put my own words in there, but, you know, when we go out there, we don't have a right to not produce the works of Jesus. If we're going to call ourselves Christians, if we're going to claim we serve this amazing God who is the creator of heaven and earth, if he's given us not only his son, not only called us children of God and said we're heirs with Christ, and he's not only given us his word, which declares that lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, cast out demons, cleanse, heal the lepers, raise the dead. I mean, he's given us his word. We don't have any right to not to go out there and not produce fruit. You know, it's like the whole thing where, where the... Um, with the fig tree, where Jesus walked with the fig tree and it didn't have any fruit on it, and He cursed it. You know, sooner or later the Lord's going to come around, and He's going to want to. He's going to want fruit. And since we're we belong to Him, we have no right not to be able to give Him the fruit that He asked for. And we don't have a right to go out there and not produce the works of Jesus because of whatever reason. Um, even worse is we don't have a right not to try. Because we're afraid nothing's going to happen. Um, at least that's my opinion. I don't know what you think about that, Paul. But all right, hey, well, listen to this. Um, this is what's going on in the chat room. We need to grab a pen right quick. We have a uh, Sherry wants us to pray for a new friend of hers 
who is on the side with us that needs us to pray for a very sick friend named Chris. Okay? Okay. Uh, what is a friend's name? Her name is Elizabeth. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know where they get Chris. I mean, they, they probably think you're Chris, but um, anyway. All right, so her name is Elizabeth. No, it was actually. Um, but the reason why they was wanting us to pray for, um, well, uh, it looks like they got a whole uh, a calendar of names to pray for. Uh, she has a friend named Kyle. Uh, okay, well, they, now it looks like they don't even know their name, so we'll just pray for name. Um, you know what? Let, let's okay. Let's do this. Um, everybody out there, every one of y'all knows someone who's sick. Everybody out there knows at least one person who's sick, or you may be sick yourself. So here's what we're gonna do. The Bible says, "If two or more of you are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst." Jesus said. Whatever you pray, believing you shall have the things that you ask. It says in First John, if we know he hears us, then we know we have the petitions we ask of him. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And so we have all these scriptures, all these words from the Lord, Jesus himself declaring that if we ask him, believing we'll have the things we ask. And we know the Bible says that we're healed. By, it says by his stripes we are healed. And that's everybody. And since the same Holy Spirit rests in me and rests in Paul and rests in Christ that rests in you, the same Holy Spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, you have the same anointing as anybody else. And so we're going to come in together in agreement, and we're going to say a quick prayer. And um, So here's what I want you to do. If you know someone that's sick, whatever part of their body that's sick, I want you to take one of your hands and put it on that part of your body. And we'll just do it as a symbolic um, thing, um, and you're going to be a conduit, a conduit, and we're going to stand in the gap for whoever the people are in your life that you know are sick. So, and if it's you, just put your hand over whatever part of your body is that's sick. So, Father God, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we come in together in agreement, Father, tonight, standing in agreement with you upon your word, Lord, that your name is great, Father, that you are Jehovah Rophe, our healer. Father, your word declares that by your stripes we are healed. You said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, Father. We know that by the centurion, Lord, that we do not have to even be in the same room with someone for your Holy Spirit to touch them, Father. And that you can heal someone on the other side of the world just by speaking it, Father. And you already spoke it and declared it through your word, Father. So in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, for these people who are sick, Lord, wherever they're at, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we command complete and total healing over their body. Every disease to go in the name of Jesus, we command every heart healed, Father. Every heart healed, every muscle healed in the name of Jesus. Every bone, every ligament healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, every, every stomach issue right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We rebuke the demonic spirit of sickness and command you to leave them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. Lord, every migraine, every earache, Father, every headache gone in the name of Jesus, Lord. Every back pain gone in the name of Jesus, Father. 
Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory, Father. Amen. Amen. So that should cover everybody. And it looks okay. like back on the show, and we have someone in the chat room, so or in the calling in. So I will be right back. Amen. Well, um, we was also reading about the kids up in Chardon. Ohio with the school shooting. I don't know if I'm on the air or not. I don't know if he went in the screen room. Um, So let's just go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that we can call on your name. Heavenly Father, for whatever reason that the shootings happened in Chardon, Ohio, Lord God, we call on your angels. We send forth, Heavenly Father, that your ministering angels contend to each of the mothers and fathers and the families of these children that were shot. And Heavenly Father, we pray that you will tend to the family members of the young child that was killed. Heavenly Father, we don't know what happened, but we Send forth your ministering angels, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, as we lift up our prayers, as we open up our mouth, Heavenly Father, in prayer tonight, we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you send the Comforter, that you send Jesus to minister to each of these families, the school district, the teachers, all the students, Heavenly Father, we just pray, Heavenly Father, that you wrap them in your arms, Heavenly Father, that you be there for them, Lord God. Heavenly Father, as we pray a Psalms 91 prayer over this school district, over this town, we just ask, Heavenly Father, that you raise them up on wings upon a eagle, that you strengthen them, Heavenly Father, that you renew them, as it says in Isaiah 40:31. And, Lord God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In the name of Jesus, amen. Um, are you all able to hear me? Okay. Hey, Paul. Well, we had a moment. Okay. How you doing, Sean? Okay. We have Sherry on the line. Hallelujah. Hey, Paul. She she wants to pray for her friend Elizabeth. Amen. Last night I was hoping Sherry would call in so we could hear her voice and have her call in and help us pray for people. Hallelujah. How you doing, Sherry? Hey, Brother Paul. Uh, you know, a little better today, thanks to your faithful, you guys and your faithfulness to uh, lift my family up in prayer and our needs. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm here praying for everybody that you all are praying for. And uh, tonight I, I've been on Facebook. I'm 
you know, quite a bit lately. I kind of got into a group of uh, plus-size equestrian girls, <laughs> and we've been talking and everything, and I switched over to my regular page just to see what was going on, and I ran into Elizabeth, and um, she's one of my Facebook friends, and I don't know Elizabeth, um, you know, I've never met her before, but, and you know, met her tonight, and she was looking for some advice because uh, her friend Kyle is um, is real sick. He, from what I little she she I know, um, she told me that uh, Kyle has some pretty serious heart problems and uh, financially is in a situation where he can no longer afford medication, and uh, he's now so frightened to go to sleep at night, uh, you know, because he he's not sure he'll wake up and. So I asked her, I said, you know, uh, Elizabeth, do you know if he knows Jesus? And she said she doesn't know, but she doesn't think so. And, uh, you know, number one, when we come across, uh, uh, when we come across someone that um, is sick, um, first priority is, uh, you know, where are you going to spend eternity? And the second thing was uh, I, I helped give her some options that she might give to him uh, regarding his health for maybe some alternative um, options for his health, um, one being homeopathy, another is herbology, but, you know, he would have to contact a professional, but those are some options. But Elizabeth is, um, it's very heavy on her heart because he's a very stubborn person and, um, you know, she didn't think she could get him to call in and he doesn't have an internet uh, access. And, uh, and then she came to visit with us tonight here at Prayer International. She wasn't aware of it and so glad that she's here. Um, Elizabeth, I'm so glad you came. I, I'm really, you don't know how happy I am that you came to the right place because people here care about you and they care about everyone that's in the chat room and anybody that's just listening. Um, these fellows, you know, really genuinely care. Um, it's not churchianity here. It's not religiosity here. This is this is real. You know, people here have a true um, caring for what's going on in your life. And probably between Sean, Chris, Paul, and I, um, we've probably gone through just about anything anybody could ever go through. <laughs> so... <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I just felt really led to come in and um, ask if I could come on the show and pray for you, Liz. And um, Liz is also asking in the chat room, she wants to pray for two young high school girls that got killed in a oh, car accident on Friday. Um, oh, black eyes. Oh, that's horrible. And uh, so, you know, I'd like to pray for Elizabeth because she's just, um, you know, one of those friends that really cares. And you know, you can lead a, you can maybe you maybe you can lead a horse to water if you're lucky, uh, but you can't make them drink. And this is a situation where, you know, we've got Paul and Chris and Sean tonight that can handle the male end of the prayer and. for Kyle and um and I'd like to pray for you Elizabeth and then uh we're just going to believe um 
you know, that uh, our Father, you know, Yahweh, Almighty God, Elohim in heaven is going to take care of this situation because the Holy Spirit can can lead Kyle to want to make that call. Just make the information available to him and um, and get, you know, and, and, and at least make that step because if he really wants to be well, like, I don't know how familiar you are with your Bible, but uh, and maybe the guys can help me out with uh, the scripture reference, but there was uh, a pool, I think it was in uh, Bethesda, and um, this guy had been sick, you know, for 38 years laying by this pool. Everybody went there because um, they believed an angel would come and stir the waters once a day. And uh, anybody, you know, who could be the first one in the water after the angels came to stir in the water, you know, would be made well. And this guy had been on his mat for 38 years laying next to the pool, and he was just too sick and unable to get into the water first. So he just laid there and was sick. And, uh, you know, Jesus asked him if he wanted to be well, and he said, you know, yeah. And uh, he says, well, you know, take up your mat and walk. You're, you know, and uh, and it's, and it's kind of one of those things, you know, where um, Kyle, you know, the Holy Spirit can lead Kyle, and uh, and our Father can be there for you, Elizabeth, to keep you lifted up, you know. Um, you know, Kyle's got to want to be well, and, um, you know, I can, I'm not saying, you know, he's going to be healed. I'm just saying that he could be healed, and um, we have to let we have to let God do the work, so... I'm going to lift you up right now, Elizabeth, in prayer. And um, I'm asking everybody in the chat room to, um, you know, stop texting your friends and, 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 and really go to prayer with me on this one because Elizabeth has a heart uh, for for helping someone who doesn't want to really help themselves, it seems like. So, Almighty Father God, we come before you humbly just to thank you for this opportunity that uh, we can still come before the throne, uh, that it's not too late, that we have total access 24-7, anytime, anytime at all. Just, you know, it's just so humbling, Father God, that as your children, uh, that we're valued and and uh, that you care about us and uh What's so even more remarkable is that you knew every single one of us before we were ever formed in our mother's womb, and you knew about every single hair that would ever be on our head. They were numbered. And the thoughts that you have about us, if we knew them, would outnumber the grains of sand, just like you mentioned in Psalm 139. Father God, that is just so beyond our comprehension, but as much as we can, we are just so grateful that you care for us and that you sent your son Jesus to sacrifice for our sins, to be the ultimate sacrifice for sin, Father God, so that we would have that access when Jesus rose from the dead and conquered the grave. We are so grateful that uh, Jesus is sitting, your son, Yahshua, is sitting on the right hand of your right hand, Father, God, interceding for us. So as we come before you humbly and thanking you and praising you for all you have done and all you are doing and all you will do, we lift up our sister Elizabeth. You know, she's hurting, 
and uh, she's having a rough time getting it, getting it across to Kyle that you know that she cares for him and that he needs to quit being so stubborn. And we just pray, Father God, that you would give her peace and bless her, Father, for her heart because those things that she's trying to do to be helpful in this way, um, that comes from you. That's love. That's compassion. That's kindness. That's, um, that's, that's love, Father God. And it's just so hard to find that these days in folks, as you know, but Elizabeth here, we just she needs your strength, and uh, we we pray, Father God, that you give her that strength and that peace and wisdom and uh, the ability to rest and um, and just bless her for caring, Father God, and uh, uphold her and encourage her through uh, your people and your word, Father God, and we just thank you. For this opportunity that we could lift her up tonight, and uh, and I thank you for the opportunity to uh, to be here with all these great people on Prayer International, and uh, I just thank you in the mighty name uh, of your Son Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey Sherry, you feel about you feel like doing more prayer? Sure. Why not? Right, <laughs> you got well, me started uh, now. We have uh, Ricky on the line. Are you still there, Ricky? Yeah. Okay. And um, Ricky is. Um, well, Rick, I'll let you tell us, tell everybody, Ricky, what's going on, um, and let us know what to pray for. Okay. All right. Um, well, um, um, I'm having a lot, of, you know, suicide thoughts, and I'm going through a really, really bad time, and. You know, I'm constantly having demons fight me every day and just constantly getting in my mind and saying I'm no good and you're disabled. You know, I, I, um, my wife, um, she divorced me, I guess, you know, mostly, I guess, because I wasn't going to put up with the stuff that she was doing pills. And I have a two-year-old daughter right now. I got, I got temporary custody for six months right now um, because she was putting her daughter on her lap, snorting pills up her nose in front of our daughter. And... Before I met her, you know, she lost her kids before, and I knew that. You know, I had people saying, well, don't do it, Ricky, you know, but, but you know, I've got good heart, you know, and, and I knew, you know, my heart was leading me, you know, give this woman a chance, you know, let her, you know, give her a good life, show what, you know, what Jesus is all about, you know, just love, you know. Um, you know, I got with her, everything was going good, you know. Um, I mean, she had a job at McDonald's. She moved herself up to um, manager. And everything was going good, you know. We had money, you know. We were doing really good, and uh, I get, you know, my disabled check. But you know, I got arthritis in my right hip. I'm disabled, um, you know. And um, I was getting pills, you know. And then my pills was being stolen, and I didn't know that where they was at. And I asked her where they at, you know. She would tell me, no, I don't know. And I knew she was back on pills, and um, you know, people would tell me you know, that she was doing pills again, and you know, we just started fussing and you know, arguing, and you know. Um, I mean, I, I clean house for her. I, I wash her clothes. I mean, I never cheat on her like that. I mean, stay home and watch her, you know, our daughter while she's at home. I mean, I did everything I could for this lady, you know. And she just got mixed up back again, you know, with the kids at McDonald's and started going pills again. And she just led away from me, and you know. And I mean, it's hard, you know, when she doesn't want nothing to do with her daughter now. She won't call her or won't even have visitation rights. And 
you know, she cut herself. You know, my her, my daughter would say, well, Mommy does pills, Daddy. Mommy does pills. You know, I mean, she's two years old. I don't want her to say that anymore. And I want her to be, you know, to look up. And when she, I mean, she prayed with God. You know, she loved Jesus, and she was saying, holy, holy. And she would be, you know, when I'm down, sometimes she said, Daddy, Mommy, you know, do you miss Mommy? You should pray for me. It'll be okay. Jesus loves you. And she loves me, huh? Oh, Ricky. Wow. <laughs> I wish I could give you a hug right now. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I mean, I just want to be, I mean, I'm tired of being sad and, I mean, not glad. I used to have joy in my heart all the time, praising the Lord. And I'm right I mean, I'm, I'm tore I'm tore up. I ain't going to lie about it. I'm tore up really bad to the point right where well, you're in the right place. You you, I mean, you, you know, came really to the right place, you know. You I mean, you couldn't yeah. ask for a, a better place to be right now. Um, yeah. You know, we're all here for you. You got some strong men here, uh, prayer warriors in uh, at Prayer International, and uh, and it's ironic that you called in when I was on the phone. I I don't think it's really irony. I think it's Jesus, because I'm yeah. disabled right now. And I'm a single mom, and uh, and I have I'm going through a lot too, and and so I I suppose that I would be the right person to be praying for you. And let me let me share something with you, Ricky. I I used to be suicidal too. I um I actually uh, got pregnant um, out of wedlock, and the father tried to run me over with the car. Um, because I wouldn't have an abortion. And um, then I was so desperate because I was drug addicted and, um, uh, you know, abandoned and rejected by the dad that I wanted him to be in my life so bad that and I was really upset. I said, you know, well, maybe I'll have that abortion. And so we talked with the Crisis Pregnancy Center, you know, and they had a three-way call and, Crisis Pregnancy Center said to him, uh, you realize that having a late-term abortion could kill Sherry? And he says, yeah, I realize that. And when I heard that, I realized something, because I had just gotten saved. I had just gotten saved. Not, uh, I had, let's see here, it was, I got saved, and three weeks later I found out I was going to be a mom, and um, he got real scared, you know, because he didn't want to be responsible. So, um, you know, I knew that when his opinion was that it didn't matter if I died, that it was more important for me to live for Jesus and to have the baby with or without him and to live for the Lord. And, you know, so um, first, you know, before we pray for your other needs, I want to assure you that Jesus loves you. And he's yeah. very concerned for you, and he doesn't want you to be going through this type of turmoil in your life emotionally because, you know, the enemy is is real, and he's trying to rob you of your joy, and he is trying to fill you full of fear so that you will give up and he will win. But we got news for the enemy Jesus is Lord, and he has defeated death, and he has the victory. And I read the book. It's called the Bible, and I don't know if you've read it, but 
in Revelation, purely God has the victory. Almighty God, Adonai, he's the man. He's the most high. Anything less is a cheap imitation. If you're going to go with the enemy, you're going to lose. So right now, I'd like to ask you to pray with me just to reaffirm, are you saved yet? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, my whole family goes to church, you know. Um, I haven't went for a while, you know. I mean, Right, but did you ever ask him to forgive you of your yeah, Would you I like to, to do, do that right now? Yeah, I can do it again, you know. Sure, let's do that. Because when you do this, you know, I'm doing it too, and it um, strengthens my faith walk on a daily basis, and it will help you. Let's, uh, if you'd like to just repeat after me, I'll help you out, because I, I, I know how you must feel. Um, Lord yeah. Jesus. Lord Jesus. Uh, I'm coming before you right now because things are really out of control. I'm coming before you right now because things are out of control. And I need you, Jesus. Say it again now. And I need you. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you to come into my heart. I need you to come into my heart. And forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my sin. I'm truly sorry. I'm truly sorry. And I believe that you died on the cross and rose from the dead. I believe that you died on the cross and rose from the dead. To set me free from the enemy. To set me free from the enemy. And to give me eternal life with you. And give me eternal life with you. Um, Awesome. You know, you just you just uh, reaffirmed your faith, and you are now born again. Now, don't think you're a holy roller. <laughs> yeah, well, I know but that. You're, you're, you have a relationship with Jesus Christ now. Now, your sins are forgiven. God, when he looks at you, the Father, he says, uh, what sin? It's gone. The only person that's going to remember it is you. So you have to yeah. now start to forgive yourself mm-hmm. and uh, and try, because I know how hard that is. I'm still, I, I say, yeah, I forgive myself, but it's a daily thing, because mm-hmm. I have this habit of picking stuff up, and, you know, it's kind of like you get this heavy rock, and you're carrying it with you, and you throw it down, and you, and you think you're free, and then you got to pick it. It feels weird because it's not there, so you go pick it up and drag it along with you, and you don't yeah. want to do that. So now let me let me help you. I want to pray with you with the guys here. Um, I'm going to pray a little bit and then ask the guys to pray for you. We're going to pray against the the spirit of um, that that enemy that's trying to defeat you, the spirit of fear, and mm-hmm. um, and give you a sense of peace so that you won't feel like taking your life because now you have eternal life and your daughter, she needs you, you know, she needs you. You are the one, you are the one right now. And, you know, don't worry about your ex very much right now other than taking care of you and your daughter 
and staying in the Word of God. Um, if you need, um, you know, help with like where to, how to do that, you should read your Bible every day. If you don't have a Bible that is easy yeah. to understand, we can, you know, someone here probably can help you get one that's easy to understand. Or you could go to BibleGateway.com. And they have all different kinds of translations there where it makes sense uh, without all of the these and thous that are silly. You know, you want to understand what you're reading, right? Yeah, because, I mean, I read the Bible, but I'm not too good on the Bible. You know, I mean, I don't understand it because it's so hard and it's so, you know, symbolic. And, you know, I try to read it and I try to tell the Lord, you know, I'm trying to read it, Lord. You know, you want to let me understand it more because, you know, there's a lot of Bible, you know, you know like the King James it, it's hard, yeah. you know. And I, I hear you. We don't talk like that, I do we? I don't under. I mean, I don't understand what what you're saying, you know. And you know, but I mean, I love the Lord, you know. I love Jesus, and uh, I just want to quit being so depressed and all this, you know. I just want to be back the way I was, you know, and be happy. And you know, well, you my, will be. You will. Be. You'll have your joy back. You just have to come against the fear and uh, defeat. Don't let other people determine your altitude, you know. You you yeah. need, you know, we'll get you, like, BibleGateway.com is a great place to go. It, there's a translation called the New Living Bible, NLB, and it's language like you and I are talking right now where you can understand. It's the New Living Translation, Living Bible. Those things are easier to understand. Don't read the King James. You won't be able to understand it. And uh, But we're going to pray for you, and uh, Brother Paul has given you a verse that he'd like to um, that he'd like to share with you that's in the chat right now, and that's from uh, the book of Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse four. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy and to destroy false arguments. That's that's an important scripture for you. So you need as we we're going to go to prayer right now to pray against the spirit of fear, and uh, we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit gives you peace. And then I'm going to let um, Brother Paul and Chris and Sean, you know, whichever uh, aren't they're not in the um, screening room praying for other people. Whoever's available is going to go ahead and pray for you too. And uh, and stay in your word, and if you need us, we're here for you, and we're just going to lift you up. So, everybody, we're going to lift Ricky up right now in prayer. Almighty Heavenly Father, Adonai, Yahweh, we come before you to thank you for Brother Ricky here. He's just given his life to you. He says he's going to live for you now. He's given his heart to you. He's asked you to forgive him, and he's asked you to be the Lord and Savior of his life. He believes that you are the Son of God, and he's trusting you, Father God, which sounds like it's hard for him to trust anybody right now. But, Father God, we lift him up because he's your child. He's your child, and you know him. You made him, and uh, you know what he's going through right now, and you gave him a precious gift of a little girl to take care of and to love and to raise in your word. And, Father God, he has an important job. He's a daddy. And, uh, Father God, we just pray right now against the spirit of fear. Uh, We know it doesn't come from you. 
And we pray, you pray, Father God, that you just give him some strength and uh, lift him up and give him some peace, Father God, because you say in your word that, you know, the spirit of fear, that's just, you know, that's just not from you. Your your spirit is joy and love and peace and kindness and gentleness, and uh, you give us perseverance. And, Father God, we just come against that, that thought of suicide, Suicide is no way. Uh, When you have a daughter, suicide is just not even a thought. Uh, It's just that things get us down, Father God, and it's just so hard to handle it, especially when we get disappointed and and kicked in the very, very depths of our soul from other people who have harsh words and murder us with their words and their actions. Father God, we just need you to intervene in this situation right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over Ricky from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We pray a hedge of protection around him and his his mind, his body, and his spirit, and his little girl right now in the name of Jesus. We just ask, Father God, that you'd send people to him that are of uh, sincere and honorable um, ability that would give him uh, direct and truthful guidance right now and uh, that you would um, just make your your presence known in, in, in the name of Jesus. Paul? Amen. Is that Olivia? Amen. Is that Olivia? Yes, ma'am. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> Hello. Olivia is... Uh, Paul's wife, Ricky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and they're married. I'm not. I'm not married but um but I know and I know how it feels to be alone, but the Lord our God is our strength and a very present help in times of trouble. He's there. You know, so don't hesitate to uh call on him. And uh Paul and Olivia, uh Chris, Sean, one of those folks that uh, would you guys like to pray for Ricky? Definitely. Okay. <sighs> Ricky, do me a favor. Yeah. Go ahead and put your hand on your heart for me. Okay. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, the exalted Savior, Father, you are, your word declares that his name is above every name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we ask for complete and total healing over Ricky right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fill him with your presence, Lord. As your word declared, the Holy Spirit is a seal of redemption. Jesus, you said you would send the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you would fill Ricky up completely and totally, Father. Give him the peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. Father, I ask in your name, Lord, that you would reveal your presence to him, for you said that you would never leave us or forsake us. You said just be strong and have good courage, for you are with us wherever we go, Father. So, Lord, we ask that you would comfort Ricky's heart, Father, Lord. Give him strength, Father. We rebuke the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We command every spirit who would bring fear and, and 
torment into his life, we command you to go in the name of Jesus. Father, give him discernment, Father. Lord, as your word declares in Ephesians, let his, his heart itself be flooded with light, Father. God, that you would reveal to him your plans and your purposes for his life, Lord. Father, give him discernment, Father. Give him understanding, Lord, and revelation as far as your plans for his life, Father. Your word declares, Jesus, you said that you have come that we may have, that the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy, Father. But Jesus, you said that you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So, Father, we thank you for Reiki, Lord. We thank you that you're filling him with your spirit, Father. We're thanking you they are going to give him joy, Lord, inexpressible, Father, joy overflowing, Lord. You know, Ricky, the Bible says, um, God said, I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. And no matter what's happened in the past, you know, the Bible says that he's always there. Like Sherry said, an ever-present help in the time of need. In the time of need. There's nowhere you can go that the Father isn't going to be right there with you. And over the next um, couple days and the next coming weeks, you're going to start learning how to recognize his voice. And, you know, we would definitely encourage you um, to start just spending time with him, start talking to him like a friend. You know, for many of us um, who've been in the situation that you're in, where you lose someone you're close to for whatever reason, um, you know what, time out real fast. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask for restoration, Lord, in your name, Lord, that you would restore this relationship, Lord, by your strength and your power, Father. Lord, we rebuke the spirit of addiction on his on his ex-wife in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, we pray and declare her salvation in your name, Father. Um, you know, um, a lot of us have learned um, that your best friend is always going to be Jesus when there's nobody else around, um, when everybody fails you. Sometimes the only person you have is him, which is it, it, it's fine because in the end, um, when we get to it, when we all die and we're in eternity, we're all going to stand before him. And, you know, Jesus is the reason for everything, our salvation. Everything we have is because of him. And, you know, he died so that all your sins would be forgiven so that you could have a relationship with him um, and you could talk to him and he would listen. And you'll learn to start discerning his voice and discerning what his presence. And, you know, so no matter what the enemy says, you know what, you have all the authority to tell the enemy to get out of your life, to tell the enemy whenever he says something to you that God wouldn't say to you, whenever he says anything negative to you, just start start quoting what the Bible says about you, where God says that you're the apple of his eye, when he said that, you're, that you are, the Bible says that, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. You know, the Bible says that not only are you, Ricky, now considered a child of God, it says that your citizenship is in heaven, 
which means that you, like a dual citizenship, you are accepted into the into the um, family of God. And, you know, no matter what the enemy says, all you have to do is believe what the Father, what God said about you, which is to prosper you and to give you, like Jesus said, to give you life and life more abundantly. You know, the Bible says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Um, whenever there's fear, fear is brought on by the enemy to bring torture and to bring doubt. And, you know, that's not what God does. That's not what the Holy Spirit does. Um, God will always bring you peace. He'll always bring you joy. You know, Paul, I mean, someone someone put a scripture in the um, chat room. It says, um, it's in Hebrews. It says, let your conversation be without um, covetousness and be content with what you have. Because God said he will never leave you nor forsake you. And, you know, I can tell you, I've been in the exact same situation. Like 12 years ago, I had a wife leave me, and I spent years, years depressed until I learned to give it all to the Lord and to trust him, not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, just knowing that he said he was going to be there and that he was going to take care of me and that he was going to provide for me. And the Lord's going to, the Lord will heal your heart, and the Lord will bring you peace and he'll bring you joy and so all you need to do is just trust him with all the things that you don't understand because you know sometimes we don't have answers to why things happen in life and sometimes we'll never get the answers but even if we had them sometimes they're not good enough because all we really need is him and to know that he's there so um are you still there paul yes i'm here Okay, did you want to pray? Did you want to pray? Oh, I think y'all have a level, I think. Uh, I mean, y'all, y'all did great. I think he's covered. <laughs> okay, Ricky, let well. Let go um, and let God. Ricky, oh, let go and let God. That is probably the hardest part is to let go. I mean, to, to just have let go and let God do his thing. We've prayed. The word says we're to pray, believe, and then receive. So, even though one may doubt, I know I was healed at a time that I was not anticipating any healing whatsoever. I wanted to, to go to the man-made ways of healing. I had a headache, didn't want to talk to nobody, wanted to take a pill. You know what? A man laid hands on me. Right, clear. I had no, I had not, not, no faith whatsoever at that moment. But somebody else had the faith for me, and it was a man named Brian Cliff. And he laid hands on me, and immediately that headache was gone. I'm talking a migraine. And uh, oh, I, I pray that <laughs> it wasn't mine. I don't want it. <laughs> I, I pray for this this person. It just, just I had a drugger. I had a drag her over there. She was me. mad, but I, I I refused to listen to the enemy. I, I turned my hearing aids off, my Holy Ghost hearing aids, and I drug her to church to, out the Jerry House own church over there off of Buckner. Mm-hmm. To go where the anointing was. I knew if I could get her in the hole in the roof and pass her down to that hole in the roof of the church, then she would be healed just by her faith of taking her and she got healed. I got healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but I like hearing a woman pray. I'm glad that Sherry, this last night I was saying, I wish Sherry would come on the air and pray with well, us. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, 
Just thank God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you for the honor, really. It's a privilege. Um, uh, Kyle actually has contacted Elizabeth and says that uh, he's uh, going to go to the hospital tomorrow and uh, um, he won't call in, but uh, Elizabeth started to have a bloody nose when we were praying. Um, some things are going on here. Um, the Lord's moving. Um, it sounds like Kyle likes a lot of attention because she's a worry. She's worried her her head off about this guy. Just uh, we'll just continue to keep him lifted up in prayer, and that uh, he would come. He would know Jesus before uh, his heart gives out. <laughs> God forbid that happens, but. Um, um, but yeah, you know, um, you just every day. I mean, just just because Kyle has a heart condition and he's going to go to the hospital and he could die any minute, like it's really likely that he. It would seem like more likely that he could die sooner than any of us could. Um, any of us could drop dead, you know, seconds from now. I'm not to freak anybody out, but. Uh, there's no guarantee that just because you wake up in the morning that you're going to go to sleep on earth. And uh, if anyone out there has fallen away from their relationship with Jesus, um, or they're just not living right, or they're living as a what, what people call a carnal Christian, you're having sex outside of marriage, you're... <coughs> you're you're having um you know adulterous relationship in your heart or physically um acting out on that or you're um you're abusing uh things that could uh you know get you into trouble i mean even overeating uh part of that isn't your fault because of the way the food is uh being manipulated these days but uh some of it is it's called gluttony and it's just as much a sin as you go out and killing somebody. It's uh, because the, your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God and the Holy Spirit. And these are all things we all struggle with on a daily basis. And uh, don't kill it. Don't don't beat yourself up over it. You know because we sin every day. Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> you know we all sin every day. Say a bad word. Have a have a thought that. Boy, where did that come from? Well, you know where it came from. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. You know where that's coming from. You know, give it to Jesus. Every moment, I'll tell you, the thing that helped me a lot is just listening to Christian music and teaching 24 hours a day, seven days a week. What you put in your mind, in your ears, what you watch through the eyes of your soul, the windows of your soul, which which is the eyes, you know, Cut that stuff out. Don't watch it. You see something that's getting you aroused on TV, turn it off. Use the channel changer. That's what it's for. If you can't find anything on TV to watch, watch a movie. Make sure it doesn't have a bunch of, you know, killing and all of that in it because it desensitizes you. You know, choose life. Choose God. Choose Choose that which is really good for you, and find other things to do that are um, that build you up. You have a dream, you have a talent, you have a gift. You've been denying yourself, 
and you feel like nothing's going right and it's almost impossible for you to either sing anymore. You you're just so sad you can't you can't even sing anymore, you can't draw, you can't um build something or or whatever you're doing. You know, you used to do that you were really good at and that you loved, that was a dream. Turn towards that. God put that in your heart for a reason. That's his, that's his special gift that's in you that um, brings you joy and it is an act of worship and praise to him. You know, if it takes every bit of strength just to move an inch towards whatever that is that used to um, really make you happy, you know, that that is from him, you know, start moving toward that. Get some help if you need to. Um, if you're dealing with hurts, really hardcore hurts, don't do it on your own. There are Christian counselors out there. And FocusOnTheFamily.org is a great resource, and they can send you to people in your area that are Christians, that um, are following God's word, that, you know, will help you through dealing with these problems so you don't, you know, drink too much or, you know, tend to want to self-destruct. These things are really important, but I guess that's the word tonight. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Well, um, hey, Paul, I'm going to play a worship song on real fast, if that's okay by you, Uh, and then so we can take a break for just one second. Um, So... Stay with us, and everybody, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. We're going to take a really, really quick break, and we'll be right back. Oh, 
Well, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Um, our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. You still there, Paul? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry about that. We I, I didn't notice the music had ended as quick as it did. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, you know, to see people's just. I mean, even Ricky. I mean, to see that the Lord touch him like that and the Lord's going to, and all this that the Lord's going to do to his, do in his life. And, you know, and, and, and he knows the funny thing is, um, the enemy is the Bible, like the Bible says, the enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And, you know, all we have to do is have people who are bold enough to stand up to the enemy and speak the truth and to declare what the word of God says over a situation because there's, I mean, I guess there's two realities. There's what the enemy would try to make people believe, and then there's what the Word of God declares. And we know that His Word is true. And so, that being said, um, I don't know if we have any more prayer requests right now. Um, I was reading to the chat room, seeing what people put in there. Take therefore, someone put a uh, scripture in there um, where Jesus said, "Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have its own things sufficient enough. Today is um, what's in it." And then Paul just put in there, and I am certain that God, who began the good work, and He will continue His work until it is finally finished in the day when Christ Jesus returns. You know that is probably one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible, um, because. Oh, we have one more prayer request about some girls um, who were killed in a car wreck. Um, let me um, get back up there in the chat room. Um, there was two girls. I don't know what their names are, um, but they were in a car wreck uh, the other night, and um, I guess they hit some ice, and um, they didn't make it. So, Sherry? Yeah? You want to you pray again? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're here. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Wow, dude, you haven't used me like this in a long time in a in, in this way and I'm really um I can feel his I can feel the fire of the Holy Spirit and I am literally sweating. <laughs> um wow, well, you know, wow. Okay. Um Father God, wow. There's so much tragedy going on in the world today, and I, I'm i just so grateful that uh, that you're there sitting on the throne because, quite honestly, before I knew you, I had absolutely no hope. And I can't imagine... I can't imagine anyone... Uh, being able to survive this world without you. And, uh, Father God, when our teens go at, at such a young, promising time in their lives where they're not really babies anymore, but they're not grown grown-ups either, it, it just destroys my soul to see that happen and you know when we look at it from a biblical perspective we realize that 
it wasn't your will that all of these things were in the original plan. These these things weren't weren't in the plan for the Garden of Eden. You know, the fruit of the forbidden tree, you know, that was the culprit when uh this when Satan was uh successful at deceiving Eve and Adam wasn't strong enough to say no and from that time on you know that just wasn't your original plan and how it must grieve you when you lose a daughter or a son of any age whether it be in the womb uh, or, or 120 years old and uh, so we come before you, Father, with grieving hearts and spirits for these two young ladies that were on their way to a to a game and didn't know it would be their last moment on this planet. And uh, I just pray for the families who are grieving uh, because it's just so sudden and so so shocking and. So so horrible to lose a child and Father God we just pray that you would be with this family and families of all uh, that have lost children either today or within the last couple weeks Father God I don't know what the words are to say that it's it's a parent's worst nightmare that a gift that you've given has been taken. But, Father God, we know that you're faithful. Because in Romans 8.28, you tell us that you work all things together for good. And uh, we don't understand why these things happen. We do know it's because of sin. But, Father God, we're human beings that don't have the capacity to understand why and a lot of times things are just so unexplained and it torments us in our souls Father God wondering why did we do something wrong was it something we should have done did we not you know did did we not do the right thing or say the right thing or are we being punished and we know that it's not that Father God it's just because of sin in the world we just ask, Father God, that you would reach down and put your arms around us like we would feel it physically, Father God. All of us, the families, friends, those on the outside, those just listening, Father God, wrap your loving arms around us, surround us with your love and your presence and your peace, Father God, and help us, Father God, to understand as much as we can and deal with the rest of it, Father God, until you decide to come and and deliver us out of this mess. Because, Father God, it's just overwhelming on a daily basis, all these things that are coming against us, things that most people don't even know. We don't even know, Father. But we have hope in you, and we're grateful that we have this chance to come before you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you that you're there for making yourselves real, yourself real to us. Guide us, Father, and lead us in your word. 
through your Holy Spirit and those people send people to us, your angels, Father God, please dispatch them to us as we have need. Don't let us despair or give up before you come or before you take care of business or before you even have us sleep for a while before we see you. But we just pray for the peace, Father God, and for vision and understanding as much as we can have it to get through every day for whatever situation and circumstance arises, Father God, and help us to be a good example because it's becoming more and more difficult on a daily basis. We just thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. You are holy. You are worthy of all the glory and the honor and the praise that we have to give you, Father. We just ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 <sighs> wow. You know, um, I was watching a special, Sean. Yes, sir. And right now we don't understand what God's doing, uh, how things happen, but you know, um, the same thing happened to this lady they had on the radio or the television. And she was giving glory to God because she considered her daughter a seed in the ground. It was like God sowed his seed in the ground. And off of that seed, which was her daughter's life, God has raised up many nations because of the testimony. And that's why it's so important. That regardless of what the enemy throws at us or whatever we have thrown at us, that if we walk in faith, though it may hurt now, we just don't know what is going to be the outcome overall of these tragedies. Um, but God, in the end, he will get the glory. Amen. You know, I'm going to say something here. And so... Hopefully, I don't offend anybody. Um, well, you know, it, it's true. We don't, the Bible says that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. We see, uh, it, the Bible says we see vaguely. And, you know, he He sees everything. And he sees all the details of men's hearts and, you know, what it must take for the Lord to orchestrate the things that he does. I mean, we, we were amazed just at some of the people who the Lord have directed just to come listen to us, um, even from other countries. Um, and we, even something as simple as that, we have no idea how the Holy Spirit put it on someone's heart to come listen to a radio show. But yet, every day the Lord is constantly maneuvering, constantly um Working in people's hearts and working in people's lives. I mean, the Bible says that He raised, He changes the hearts of kings, and you know He has this um, heart for go, for salvation for the entire world, um, and what it must take for that. And you know, I thought about it once: is that you know, even when people die, which is a tragedy, especially when people die who don't know the Lord. But the Bible says that we don't have a guarantee of life. It says every man is, is appointed once to die, and after that's a judgment. 
And, you know, the Bible says life is but a vapor. We're here one second and the next minute it's over. And compared to the eternity that we're going to spend with the Lord, um, it's 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 a quick, quick fleeting moment. And we never realize it, that we're every minute that we're here, um, we're preparing for an eternity with the Lord Jesus. And we're building a relationship, like a courtship process almost, where we're having a relationship with him and learning about him. And, you know, the Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his glory. And, you know, there's many times when even the tragedies or what the world would consider tragedies, the Lord uses for victories. And there's times that the enemy comes in and tries to bring death, and the Lord will take the plans of the enemy and use them to change the hearts of men and women. Uh, You know, a tragedy could happen, and the Lord could use that one tragedy to bring someone to salvation and to... Um, bring restoration and deliverance to someone, and we never know. We never know um, what happens in the background. Um, it's like that um, story I, I told a couple months ago where I hadn't seen Chris for years, and this was a long time ago, and I ran into him on the highway because he just happened to be in the car in front of me that had a flat tire. And I pulled over because some car in front of me had a flat tire, and it just happened to be Chris. And I had been praying for him and praying I mean, for, like, months. And, you know, what did it take for the Lord really to get us both on the same highway right in, right behind each other? Um, when we didn't, we hadn't seen each other years, we didn't know what kind of cars each other drove. We didn't know we were even anywhere in the same city or town or state as each other, and the Lord ended up getting us right there. And so... I think that no matter what happens and no matter how horrible it is, our number one responsibility is to be intercessors for the nations and to intercede and stand in the gap against the enemy because the enemy is always going to try to bring death. But Jesus said that he has come that we may have life. And we constantly have to be vigilant to be intercessors and to pray for um, kids and nations and cities because if we don't, And if we don't pray and if we're not willing to stand before God and cry out on behalf of the nations, then it's pretty much saying that we're allowing the enemy to have open reign and to give him the authority that he doesn't deserve to have because it belongs to the Lord Jesus. Because the only authority we give the enemy is when we're unwilling to stand up and proclaim the truth of the gospel. If we're not willing to shine the light that God has given us, then it just allows the enemy to bring and cast forth darkness into the world. And, you know, the Bible says freely you have received, freely give. How can how can we not declare the light of the Lord Jesus Christ into the world? And how can we not intercede and pray for the world when the Bible declares so many times how, how, how strong our prayers are and the fact that God hears us? So, um... So we have about eight minutes left. So our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer at all, um, give us a call. Um, after we go off the air in like eight minutes, um, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Um, 
we're going to go into some worship for the last few minutes of the show. And um, we will be back um, at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. And for, I guess for me, Paul, Chris, and Sherry, um, Father, I just pray, Lord, according to your word in Ephesians, Father, give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Father. Lord, reveal yourself to them, Lord. Reveal the unmeasurable, unfathomable expanse of your love for them, Lord. Give them revelation, all of us revelation into your character, Father, into your heart, Father, as your word declares that the Holy Spirit searches the deep things, Father, of your heart, Lord, and your mind, Lord. Holy Spirit, reveal to us the thoughts of the Father. Reveal to us the plans and the heart of the Father, Lord. And not only that, Father, but transform our hearts, Lord, so they match yours. Father, give us your desires, Lord. Give us your desires. Let us see things the way you see them, Father. Let us hear things the way you hear them, Father. Give us discernment in the world we're living in, Father. Father, I ask for divine encounters, Father, that you would... Bring us into the path of those people, Lord, who need you, Father, and that you would work in their hearts, Father. Lord, that you would give us boldness, Lord, to boldly proclaim, Father, your word to the nations, Father, whether it be in church or at work or on the street corner. Father, give us boldness to do the works of Jesus, which you said that we should do, Father, and you've given us all the authority, Father. So give us faith, Father. A supernatural measure of faith, Lord, to believe you at your word, Father, and to take you at your word, Father. And as always, Lord, God, we give you all the praise and all the glory, Jesus, because your name alone is worthy to be praised.
Hey, you know, the Lord may just be moving you in time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.